Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Automatically keeps out the sounds you don't want to hear so you can listen to your music. And lowers your music to let in the sounds you do need to hear. Hi there. Hi, what can I get you? I'll have a strawberry mango coconut probiotic smoothie with wheatgrass. Anything else? Extra wheatgrass. Here you go. AirPods Pro with adaptive audio. Available on AirPods Pro second generation when enabled. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly, a production of iHeartRadio. Time now for Fantasy Football Weekly from iHeartRadio, your weekly source for the nation's best fantasy speculation and advice. Now, along with the guys from guillotineleagues.com, here's your host, Paul Charchian. Welcome to Fantasy Football Weekly. I am Paul Charchian, my co-host today are Scott Fish and Matt Harrison. Hello, guys. Hello. Ahoy, mateys. Yes, uh, ahoy, uh, I guess. Do we even have a show today? I think everybody's injured. Everybody's injured. Every player it's, in you know, the NFL. And, and it's all the wide receivers is the weird thing. Normally, we're like, hey, go draft wide receivers for all the safety they bring. Oh, it didn't work out this year. Not yet. Well, maybe well, at the Maybe the for year. those folks who did the Gainesville, they're feeling yeah, they're all feeling, right. They're probably feeling just fine Can right we now. bring back the Todd Heap Memorial Injury Report? I would like just to. for this week. I know, just for this week. I miss I miss that, and I miss Todd Heap always on. It should Todd be named Memorial renamed the James Connor at this point. <laughs> yeah, it really should <laughs> yeah. for sure. Uh, there's lots to get to of the show. We will break down every single matchup fantasy style with letter grades on every meaningful player. We will provide premature speculation. That's where we give you three players that we believe will be hot pickups next week that you're going to go grab this week. Plus. Three tough questions. You get to play along, see if you can go 3-0. and And nine players upon whom you can take a chance. These are non-starters, many of whom are available on the waiver wire that we think have matchups worth exploiting this week. So, lots to get to. Let's dig into the matchups, beginning with the Rams taking on the Philadelphia Eagles. Scott? Yeah, let's do it. I, d- <laughs> I don't love this game. For I'm going to start on the offensive side for the Rams. Uh, I don't love this game for Jared Goff. I don't like him on the road against a solid Eagles secondary that's added pieces like uh, Slay and Jones this offseason. Mm-hmm. I actually have a bench grade on him. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I I like a lot of, and it's mostly because I like a lot of quarterbacks better than him this week. I'm still giving a B grade to his Whoopi, his his safety blanket over the last two years, Robert Woods, uh, year after year, underappreciated. Mm-hmm. Did you know he has topped seventy yards? In two-thirds of his games over the last two seasons? Yeah, I'm not surprised. Yeah. No, the touchdowns are a different story. And at though. least five receptions in those, too. So basically, two-thirds of the time, you're looking at, like, 12 fantasy points. Yeah. Without oh, you're even... playing that yardage-only league, aren't you, yeah, Scott? That's right, where touchdowns don't count. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He gets some. He gets a few. By the way, there are people who play that. I don't understand. What? You know, why would you not want points on the most exciting play in football? That's but, crazy talk. You know, talking to those guys are like, anybody can score a touchdown. Sometimes you know, weird get, leagues are fun, though. From I, the one yard line. I'd rather play touchdown only than I would yards only. <laughs> I, I would, too. Yeah, at least that's, yeah. yeah they think it's very pure. Yeah, be great on Woods. He's he's the safe guy, he, uh, he, and he can explode at times. Uh, Cooper Cup, I'm giving a C grade to. Don't love the matchup against Roby Coleman, who has been talking some trash this week, calling uh, the Rams offense all window dressing. And, now, remember, Roby Coleman played for the Rams right. and for two years in practice faced off against Cooper Cup directly. Exactly. So those two know each other intimately, and that's going to be one of the most fascinating battles from this weekend. Yes, that or uh, Xavier Rhodes and Adam Thielen. <laughs> Might be up there in yeah, that well, list. Uh, I think I know how that one's going to go. Yeah, yeah, that one's not really a tough matchup there. Uh, I'm keeping I'm keeping Ju- uh, Justin Jefferson on the bench. Higby, unfortunately, it sounds like Gerald Everett isn't going to go, which would make me like Higby more. Mm-hmm. But uh, the sample size isn't good, and he's playing. Uh, what Higby's done this year so far the, in the first game didn't lo- didn't look great. I, I think it's going to go to Cup and Woods. Logan Thomas produced last week, but uh, Higby's not a touchdown score and that's what the Philadelphia Eagles give up to tight ends Higby only has five touchdowns in his entire career yeah. at this point so as a touchdown dependent I'm, I don't I don't like it there I have him on the bench uh, Malcolm Brown I'm giving him a C grade too and he's the only one I like and and here's why I'm giving him the C grade Akers has to be better than he looked the other night. <laughs> he can't be worse. And Daryl Henderson was banged up, played limited. He'll play more this week. Mm-hmm. He'll get more passing game reps. The reason I like Brown or is... Or will he? Yeah, he will. Uh, <laughs> uh, Brown gets the goal line stuff, and Brown is seemingly the lead back. Uh, the Eagles held Washington's run game to basically nothing except for a few touchdown plunges, so I got a C grade on Brown this week. Over on the Eagles side, passing game... It is tough to like what we saw out of Wentz last week. Yeah. It's really tough. And, and not so much his fault. The offensive line was in tatters. They were going up against four first round picks across. And Lane Johnson was out, and he'll be back. Right. That but helps. I, I will say, all eight of Carson Wentz's sacks last week, he held onto the ball for longer holds, than four seconds. He holds the ball too long. Four seconds. That's Look, it, ridiculous. It's very gallant, but he's got to be smarter than that. Absolutely. And I, I, I think that will be a spot where he ba- bounces back. And he's got his pass catching Miles Sanders back. So I'm giving him a C grade. Mm-hmm. Um, last week, the Rams held Dak under control, but uh, and they've only allowed three passers over 270 yards in their last 17 games. But Wentz led the league in air yards and attempts last year, last week. He's throwing that? the ball, yeah. uh, and the Rams allowed five plays of 20 plus yards last week. So there might be some deep plays available for Rieger or uh, Deshaun Jackson. 
Uh, Dallas Goddard and Zach Ertz, I'm giving the rare double tight end, double A grade too. Wow. Even for Goddard. <laughs> yes. I, I think that this now, is. You're not just, you're not just following up last week's big game. No, he was good last year. He was good at the end of last season too. Um, last week's the, the Rams did shut down Dalton and Schultz, which, which sounds kind of more like an old West buddy cop TV uh, Dal- show. Dalton or and Schultz. Yeah. But I think we got whiskey there at the old office every once I, in a while. Yeah. Dalton and Schultz. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. But, uh, Goddard and Ertz are the two main guys. They combined for 16 targets last week. They played the similar amount of snaps. They're both going to be heavily involved, especially with Rieger and DJX a little alien, especially Rieger alien, uh, Jalen Rager, excuse me. Uh, I, I still have eight grades on them. For for the tight ends that are out there, they're going to see seven, eight, nine targets each. All right. Yeah. I'm buying Ertz. I'm not, I'm not necessarily You don't buying. think they're both top 10 tight ends this week? No. Okay. All right. I, I, I would bet against that. All right. I, yeah. They were top 10 tight ends all last season. They were both top 10 tight ends? Maybe. Yeah. I mean, oh, Ertz certainly Ertz. was. He Dallas Goddard, Goddard finished finished sure. in the top 12. In totality? In, uh, yeah. In totality. But the bid on, on Goddard always has been good game, and then games where he just doesn't get enough balls his way. And then right. good game, and then he doesn't get enough. So it's the highs and the lows with Goddard, and they're very hard to predict. So this is the off week. All right. I'm not necessarily, but I just would, I, to me, an A I feel like you're grade. using one of those I, fantasy football right. coins. Anyway. I, I have him ranked my tight end right, seven. Let's move this. on. We spent way too much <laughs> yes, time on way this. way too much. Uh, Jalen Rieger, I am giving a hesitant C grade. Is that a C minus, Matt? Does that no, count? it's not. It's a C grade. All right. He, he's coming off injury, but he led the team in wide receivers snaps he only pulled in the one catch for 55 yards but he averaged he averaged 34 yards uh uh air yards per target last week he gets some deep passes um uh over to the run game uh sanders i'm giving a b grade to should be back against a team who allowed uh one touchdown one touchdown over 100 yards on the ground and another touchdown in over 50 yards through the air last week I, i think he takes the rollback from boston scott who i put back on the bench uh, that makes sense. Atlanta takes on Dallas, Matt. Now, the Atlanta defense was bad. I think there's a nice opportunity for mm-hmm. Dallas when the Dallas defense wasn't so hot either. So what do you make of the Falcons as they go into this game? This is what you call a pew, 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 shootout. game stack. Oh, you put oh everybody in this game because this one's going to be I think they're going to get to 70 points in this game as a combined total. Uh, Todd Gurley, he gets a B grade. Gurley only saw the field on 47% of the snaps last week, but he did make them count with 4.0 yards per carry and a rushing score. If the Falcons can keep it close, expect that snap count to increase for Gurley. That's good. Uh, And his old teammate, Malcolm Brown, just torched this defense last week. So, you know, Malcolm Brown's calling Todd Gurley. Hey, man, I know how to beat these guys. Just cut right through here. Really? Yeah, I'm sure that's totally how it works. Uh, Matt Ryan, he gets an A. Jared Goff just dinked and dunked his way to 422 yards against this defense last week. And Matty Ice threw for 450. So I think 400 yards is in the cards for Matty Ice mm-hmm. this week, which means Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley are both easy A's. Yeah. Even Russell Gage, I'm giving a B. Gage, Jones, and Ridley each tallied 12 targets last week. While I don't see Gage keeping up with the Joneses or the Ridleys uh, all season long, 12 targets is something significant, and it should not be ignored. Uh, Hayden Hurst, I'm even giving a B grade to. Hurst only had five targets last week, but this matchup is significantly better, specifically since linebacker Leighton Vander Esch, he just went to the IR, and he was one of the guys who helped cover the tight end. And get this, in the seven games that Vander Esch missed last season, tight ends averaged 11 targets, 
7.8 receptions and 70 yards against the Cowboys defense. Mm. So it's a really nice matchup for Hayden Hurst. Over to the Dallas side, Zeke's an A. Dak's an A, even though offensive tackle Cameron Irving is headed to IR. Uh, in two career meetings with the Falcons, Dak has never thrown a touchdown pass. Really? But odd. Huh. He has run one in in both of the games. Okay. So we got that going. And if you want to give an NFL comp to a guy kind of like Dak, mm-hmm. it's probably Russell Wilson, who just had an awesome game against the Falcons last week. 322 yards, four touchdowns, and only four incompletions. Wow. So, um, yeah, Dak's in, and so are his receivers. Amari Cooper's an A. Let it be known that he's still the alpha in Dallas with 14 targets against Jalen yeah, Ramsey. That was a lot. I did not expect that. And you compare that to 11 total targets for Gallup and Lamb combined. Yeah, and Lamb had more than Gallup. Yeah, so uh, I'm still giving Gallup and Lamb a B because this should be a shootout in this mm-hmm. game. Uh, I like that you're going that that hard with C.D. Lamb. Yeah. I think this has got some breakout game to it right here. Absolutely. Lamb played the slot, and uh, that's where Tyler Lockett just ran wild for eight catches and 92 yep. yards last week. <laughs> Baby. And Gallup had 50 yards last weekend, but had that 47-yarder called back mm-hmm. on the phantom Jalen Ramsey, like, I sold it soccer-style <laughs> offensive pass interference, That's which right. was so savvy by Ramsey, by the way. Yeah. But uh, it was absolutely a BS call for Gallup. Um, the Falcons have allowed 167 yards per game to the position over the last year and a game. And then Blake Jarwin, we got to mention him. He heads to IR with, his, with what is feared to be a torn ACL, but we're not ready to pick up Blake Bell or Dalton Schultz at this point. Mm-mm. So let's just start all the wide receivers and, De- and, and Zeke. The Belldozer. The Belldozer? <laughs> That's his nickname in college. Was it really? That's so lame. That's so lame. <laughs> it was probably his nickname uh, in like sixth grade football. He was, he was and, a quarterback in Oklahoma. Really? Yeah. Turned tight end. Mm-hmm. Look at how it's worked out for Logan Thomas. We'll mm-hmm. talk about him a little later in okay. the show, too. Giants take on the Chicago Bears in Chicago. For Saquon Barkley, owners last week couldn't have gone worse. His offensive line could not hold a block for one second. <laughs> Not one second. It was absurd. Barkley, I thought, was borderline heroic in getting to like six yards on the game through on the ground. Chicago has a decent front four, but you know, no Eddie Goldman. And when he faced Chicago last year, Barkley was okay, not great, and I think this is a worse defense than last year's. Adrian Peterson just ran through this defense. Adrian Peterson on three days of Lions practice. Powered his way through the Bears. Mm-hmm. To be fair, Adrian Peterson knows the Daryl Bevel offense. Adrian Peterson is the Daryl Bevel offense. I, I guess so. Uh, so I like Saquon Barkley here in a bounce back game. I think people are too far down on him. And bounce back tr- from six yards. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I am boldly predicting he will be better than six yards. He might even double his yardage per total. Yes. A little bit like how everybody right now which is they had bought Browns on the cheap after a brutal week one matchup. Yeah. That's how we're going to feel about the Giants. Mm-hmm. I think this is an opportunity to, to buy low on Giants and Saquon Barkley with a B grade. Uh, the passing game to me is very intriguing, and I've got B grades on key players here, including Daniel Jones. It feels like a tough matchup, but there are all of these holes in the Bears secondary that he can exploit, like slot cornerback, busted screen door. Busted oh, he, screen. Was he, he's still in the he's league? He's still in the league, yes. <laughs> Uh, and second start rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson and journeyman safety to Sean Gibson. These are all subpar players in that Bears secondary. If Jones's miserable offensive line can just give him two and a half, three seconds to throw the ball, I think he performs well here. And I especially like Darius Slayton. Get this Darius Slayton stat. He has more touchdowns, more receiving touchdowns than any player since week five of last year. Wow. 
Wow. Well, Darius Slayton. That doesn't surprise me because 10 led the NFL last year. Yeah. Um, he surprised everybody, including me, with the two touchdowns on Monday night. And this is a far easier matchup. He was on the field for 85% of the Giants' plays last week, more than any other player. So I, Darius Slayton asserting himself to be the future of the Giants' receivers here. He ran 60% of his plays from the left side of the field. That puts him on second-start rookie cornerback Jalen Johnson. He gets a B grade. Evan Ingram gets a B grade. I love that he got seven targets last week. I hate that it resulted in two catches for nine yards, uh, but the Bears defense allowed the fifth most catches the tight end last season, and they gave up the big game to TJ Hawkinson last week. Several bounced off his hands, and he was he was wide open in that zone. I mean, like it could have been way better. For yes, him. it could have been better, and I think it will be beginning this week. Sterling Shepard gets a C grade, mostly running from the slot. Shepard will draw a journeyman cornerback Buster screen. Last week's screen got rocked by a hamstrung Danny Danny Amendola. So I like the chances for Sterling Shepard. And then on the bench, Golden Tate expected to return from his hamstring injury, but those aggravate easily, and he's got the toughest matchup against cornerback Kyle Fuller. Let's go to the Bears side, beginning with the running game. David Montgomery gets a B grade. If Benny Snell can top the century mark on five yards per carry against the Giants, then David Montgomery can too. So I think there's an opportunity here. Montgomery uh, had five yards per carry last week, which was his best mark in about half a season. So going back to last year, he looked healthy. The groin injury is not a factor. He gets a B grade here. But Tariq Cohen is on the bench after just a nine-touch outing last week and just two targets, which disappointed me. And um, so I think we're going to show a little caution on Tariq Cohen. Let's go to the passing game. Where it's time for. Happy Trombonski. Two weeks in a row. Two weeks in a row. (laughs) This never happens. Happy Trombonski faces arguably the NFL's worst secondary. Last week, the Steelers receivers ran unabated through the Giants secondary. And I love the individual matchups for his receivers, as I'm going to talk about in just a second. So I like. Trombonski this week. This is nuts. I liked him last week, and look what he paid off. Three touchdowns. Welcome to 2020. Speaking of which. (laughs) (laughs) Allen Robinson, A grade here on a quest to get paid. He's posted at least 70 yards and or a touchdown in six of his last seven games going back to last season. He runs from all positions on the field, and he's got the – they're all good matchups at every spot on the field. He will either see inexperienced cornerbacks Corey Ballantyne or Darnay Holmes – and when he's not facing those two, he gets veteran James Bradbury, who gave up two touchdowns in his coverage last week. It's a great opportunity for Allen Robinson. Also, for A grade for him, B grade for Anthony Miller. Running exclusively from the slot, he's going to match up with Darnay Holmes, a rookie in his second ever start. Holmes allowed five of the six passes in his coverage to be caught last week. And Miller posted a bunch of splash games at the end of last year, if you remember. Mm-hmm. This is a splash game spot for Anthony Miller. And the last thing I want to mention for the Bears. Keep an eye on this rookie Darnell Moody mm-hmm. that they've got. He's a quasi starter there. He's super fast. They don't you know there's not a team with a ton of speed. They need a speed downfield guy. Just keep him on your radar. We're not starting him yet. We're not even rostering him yet. It's a premature, a premature, pre- premature, premature speculation. Yeah. Just keep an eye on Darnell Moody. When we come back, nine players upon whom you can take a chance. These are guys not normally in your starting lineup. Guys that, in many cases, are available on the waiver wire. We'll tell you who they are. If you're in a pinch at any position, you'll want to take a chance on these players.
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back to Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian, Scott Fish, and Matt Harrison with you. This is a segment we call Take a Chance on Me, the royalty-free version. We will give you three quarterbacks, three running backs, and three receivers upon whom you can take a chance because their matchups this week are downright delightful. We begin at the quarterback position. Scott. I am going to start with this uh, upstart first-year player for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers first year there. Ah, Tom Brady. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. I think it's a good matchup for him. The only question is, do they pull ahead early, and does it become a running game day, uh, like he kind of did for Derek Carr last week? However, I, I like his, I like his weapons in here, and I like Tom Brady coming off a loss. I really like him coming off of three straight losses dating back to last year. Mm. I, <laughs> I I think he's going to want to go out and or prove maybe something. he's just a loser now. No, I, I think he's going to want to go out and prove something. He he owned up to it last week after after the loss and I think he wants to prove to his team that he's still got it. Uh, I've, I've heard good things about Brady. The prospects are good. Alright, <laughs> let's go to uh, Matt. Your take a chance on me. Quarterback, I'm guessing, is not ready to be enshrined in the Hall of Fame. No, but he was uh, one of the quarterbacks who beat Tom Brady last year. Oh. That's Ryan Tannehill, there who had go. a very Ryan Tannehill game last week against a decent Denver defense. 249 and two scores. This week he faces a significantly worse defense, the Jacksonville Jaguars, and he's at home. Uh, the Jags held up all right to the propped up corpse of Philip Rivers last week, mm-hmm. but 2019's 24th ranked DVOA pass defense is worse this year and not up to the challenge against the Titans. Over the past season plus a game, the Jags have allowed 261 yards per game, and last year Tannehill faced the Jags once. He threw for over 250 with two passing scores, but get this. 
He's fleet of foot and scored two rushing <laughs> yes, touchdowns he, he is against the Jaguars like last that. year. Yes, he is. Uh, who's he going to throw to? Um, I don't know. I forget which which kind of guys catch passes. Oh, Church, put your pants back on. No! That's right. It's Johnny Smith who's going to catch those passes. <laughs> I'm using Kirk Cousins as my take a chance of me quarterback against Indianapolis. Kirk garbage time Cousins. Hey, man, I, it all works. <laughs> uh, for all the problems the Vikings encountered last Sunday, Kirk was not among them. The Vikings defense was so bad, the Vikings offense only ran 44 plays, and Cousins still managed a solid 260 yards and two touchdowns. Indy's run defense is very good, and I expect the usual Dalvin-heavy game plan to slant unusually toward Cousins. I think we have better volume this week than we normally get. In the opener, the Colts allowed Gardner Minshew to post a one-incompletion game. One Mm -hmm. incompletion. He also threw three touchdowns against that rebuilt secondary. I like the opportunity here for Kirk Cousins to exploit former Viking teammate Xavier Rhodes in coverage who looked absolutely brutal. All right, let's go to the running back position. And which Hall of Famer are you going to give us this week? I'm not going to give you a Hall of <laughs> oh, Famer. You're not going to Frank Gore, maybe? Well, or? T- Tom Brady's Wait a on minute. the waivers. <laughs> Tom Brady is on waivers in almost all leagues. No, no he's not. Of the leagues. No, no, no. So, uh, I'm going to look that up as we speak. No, anyway, I'm going with uh, Miles Gaskin. I, there we go. I now we're talking, baby. Yeah, he's only rostered in about 10% of leagues. Mm-hmm. Uh, the thing I like about him is he played 25 pass plays last week for the Dolphins, and the Dolphins are going to be behind my, Buffalo. Yeah. And uh, Howard and Breda combined for eight pass plays. Wow. Which is a little shocking. Mm-hmm. Howard did get the goal line looks, but Gaskin played 39 snaps, uh, Breda 14, Howard 9. It's clearly Gaskin's job. All that pr- offseason hype, all that uh, training camp hype about Gaskin has figured it out. Yeah. Apparently they believe it, and they, they're going right. to have him in there. They'll be behind. He'll get a lot of the work. I got him as a C grade. I think that sounds about right. All right, Matt, who's your take a chance of me running back? I got magical Hall of Famer Lord Frank Gordemort. There it is. He who shall not retire, much like Lord <laughs> Voldemort, the Frank Gore revenge tour continues. It was Buffalo last week, now San Francisco, where it all began, as Frank Gore's name back then was Tom Riddle. Last I, week, yeah. You haven't read Harry Potter, have you? No. This is going to be Harry Potter theme. No, just, I, just I, I caught the Voldemort. Kick back part, and relax, Tom okay? Mar- Tom right, Marvello, really. Yeah, that's right. Uh, last week, Gore had six carries. The same amount of attempts that... Lord Voldemort had on Harry Potter's life. Mm. Hmm. <laughs> After his head coach, Adam Wormtail Gase, has again <laughs> cleared the way for the return of Gore, he placed Le'Veon Bell on IR, using the Cruciatus curse on him and leaving him in pain, while Michael Perrine is still nursing a sore ankle and visiting Mungo's hospital for magical maladies. The only other runner on the roster is the newly signed Kalen Balage, who is definitely the Professor Quarrel of fantasy football. He failed a physical with the Jets, only two weeks ago, negating yep. a trade. He also and ducked now, uh, the football uh, was thrown at him. Yes, he did. <laughs> and, and now he's here. Uh, last week, the Cardinals ran the ball against the Niners 22 times for just under four yards a clip and added another five receptions for their backs. Over the last 17 games, the Niners have allowed 19 carries per game. Those are pretty much all going to Gore. He's going to get all the work. His wand has a phoenix feather and his horcruxes are spread all across the land. Go get him. Go get him. My take a chance on me. Which uh, which house would Frank Gore be in? Is he a? Oh, he's certainly Slytherin. Slytherin. No. Oh yeah. <laughs> no. Isn't way. Slytherin where the bad guys are? He's Lord Frank Gordemort. He who he shall not retire. Oh, okay, got it. Uh, my running back is 
J.D. McSuckett. <laughs> He's a think, Hufflepuff. I, That's I, what he is. I did not think it would come to this. I really didn't. But this is a unique opportunity, and I, I really hope that we're not talking about him down the road. Which Washington player saw the most snaps at running back last week? J.D. McSuckett. No, it was not Peyton Barber. It was not Antonio Gibson or Adrian, Adrian Peterson or Clinton Portis or John Riggins. It or was Bryce J.D. JD McSuckett. Yeah. Terry Allen. Yeah. Um, Cardinals allowed the seventh most receptions and receiving yards to opposing running backs last season, and they just allowed the 49ers running backs to catch 162 yards in passes and two touchdowns. It's a great opportunity for him to now taking over the Chris Thompson role for the Washington football team. So, J.D. McKissick might take a chance for me. Running back, let's go to the the receivers. Scott. All right, so I picked this guy once last year, and he blew up that game. So I'm going to go out back to the. I'm going to go back to the well. With Michael Thomas out, do you think it's fair to assume that Traquan Smith gets at least three targets? Yes. He has 12 career games with three targets. 12 okay. games. All right. In those 12 games, he has eight touchdowns. Wow, it's pretty good. That's really good. All right. Just feed him. Yeah, just feed him. <laughs> so he's going to take a chance on me, player. With Michael Thomas out, he's going to get three, four, five, six, seven, well, whatever targets on Monday it, night. And it's not like the Raiders are going to offer a whole lot of def- uh, you know pass defense against him yeah. either. All right, Matt, who is your take a chance on me receiver? I need some pronunciation help, Charge. Mar- Marquise Valdez Scantolini? <laughs> no. Scantolini. Marquez Valdez Scantling. I just like the way you say it. Marquez yes. Valdez, Valdez Scantling. Uh, it was him, not Alan Lazard, who was the second amongst the Packers wideouts in targets and yardage last week. He finished with 96 yards and a score, including a 46-yarder on a, on a very bad Viking secondary. 32% of the Packers' air yards went his way, mm-hmm. and it should be noted that he had about a 61-yard touchdown pass that fell out of his mitts and another 10-yard dropped pass. The Lions' secondary is... By the way, way to make two drop passes sound like a good thing. Hey, it's 70 more yards right there that he just left on the table. If he could catch... He went back to practice this week. I know know he did. The Lions' secondary is worse in worse shape than the Vikings are. And uh, just, I mean, look, happy Trombonski led a Mm -hmm. fourth-quarter comeback where he looked like Joe Montana. With Justin Coleman, who is just sent to IR, and Desmond Trufant is also out. Jeff Okuda is making his first start, and he's going to shadow Devontae Adams in all likelihood, leaving MVS with a combo of Armani Urwarie and newly signed off the Cardinals practice squad, Chris Jones. Yeesh. Okay. Uh, my take a chance on my receivers is a tight end. A lot of people need tight ends. There are several tight ends that have underperformed or are now out. Yeah. Like George Kittle. Like George Kittle. How? So many tight ends injured that uh, Goddard's probably going to be a top seven. Uh, yeah, it probably will be. <laughs> How about now? Uh, fair, in fairness, you could say, where was this last week, Charge? Logan Thomas. To be the fair. The Washington football team. Uh, Logan Thomas is a converted quarterback turned athletic tight end. And in the opener, he was targeted eight times and was second only to Terry McLaurin among Washington receivers and yards. He's um, he's tall. He's fast. He's athletic. The Cardinals had the worst tight end defense in history last year. And Kittle, George Kittle last week against the Cardinals was on his way to a good game before he got injured. So we'll try Logan Thomas. He does have some tight end history. He was a top five tight end coming out of high school. And then Virginia Tech converted him into a quarterback. Which apparently converted They saw so much Michael Vick in him. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go to our next matchup, which is Carolina taking on 
take a chance on me quarterback, Tom Brady. <laughs> what do you like from the Carolina offense, if anybody, including this is a sneaky, gate, sneaky tough game. Mm-hmm. For Christian McCaffrey, yeah, I, I I don't even know what to call it, but this is the TB versus TB in TB bowl. Oh, that's good. I like that. <laughs> TB three, we'll call it. TB three to the power the, of three. There, there it is. Uh, last year against Tampa Bay, uh, Bridgewater had four touchdowns and 314 yards. <laughs> did you Jeez. know that? No, I did not. <laughs> that's that's a, a way different team and a way different offense. Yeah. So the Bucks defense is uh, supposedly improved this year. It seems like it's hard to tell based on uh, the Saints rolling them up. But uh, they do have a tough run defense. Um, Teddy isn't going to throw more than 30 attempts once again here, so I still have him on the bench. I would too. Uh, I am putting DJ Moore in, though, despite having a bigger fantasy day, uh, uh, Robbie Anderson. Anderson played less snaps and was out-targeted by DJ Moore. He was still the main guy. Big plays are Anderson's game, and the Bucks didn't give up any of those last week, and they mm-hmm. didn't give up a lot of those last year. So more is the safer bet for me. C grade there. I'm putting the rest of the receiving game on the bench. That's the only part I can trust of it. Uh, Christian McCaffrey, I'm still giving him an A grade, even though it's a tough matchup against a great Tampa Bay defense. I just think his passing game work, which Tampa Bay has been known to allow, is going to get him there. So I still have the A grade on Christian McCaffrey. I think it's uh, B grade. I'd, I'd go he B thinks grade. A minus. No, Jeez. I think B. It's just look, Tampa's just an impossibly good they, run defense. They, and you 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 know you're you're just you're hoping for touchdowns or air yards. All right. Uh, on the other side, we already talked about Brady mm. Godwin. It sounds like he's going to be out. He's still in the protocol. He's practicing limited. Mm. Bruce Arians calls him doubtful. Let's assume he's out. That would put Justin Watson in the slot. Uh, you know, Brady and him don't quite have the connection that he has with Evans, who's now fully practicing and healthy. And Dante Jackson is going to be out for Carolina. The whole receiving game is going to get some upgrades. I'm giving Evans a B, and I'm giving uh, Scotty Miller a C grade, who's had that drum beat since the offseason. Yeah. with Tom Brady, and it showed last week with, what, seven targets? Uh, so I'm giving him a C grade. Howard and Gronk, I just don't know how to trust at this point, so I have them mm-hmm. on the bench. Yeah. I just have them on the bench. No, I don't blame uh, you. Gronk outsnapped Howard by nearly twice. I mean, it was 54 to 30-something. So mm-hmm. uh, Gronk, it did seem Gronk was on the field. People just, are dropping Gronk outright. He just didn't that, get the targets, but he was out In there. one week, yeah. his first game back after missing a year. That seems like an overreaction to me. Yeah. All right. Isn't week one just full of overreactions right now? Well, the, yeah, that's kind of what we do. The run game, I have an A grade on Ronald Jones and a C grade on Leonard Fournette. And let me let me explain this. Yeah, a little. how do you get to a C grade on a guy who was on the field for thirteen percent of the snaps last week? I think I think he was I think he was rusty. He had only been there three days. He's going to have a full another week, and I mm-hmm. think there's a lot a lot of touches to be had here, because and this is a stat from Mike Taglier of Fantasy Pros. I'm just going to you know credit yeah. where credit is due. The lowest amount of touches running backs got against the against the Panthers last year, 29. Yeah, they're so bad. There's going to be the 30, 35, so 40 touches here. Yeah, for running backs, and Leonard Fournette is probably going to see 10, 12, 15 of those, and Ronald Jones will be in the 25 range or whatever. So I'm giving an A to Jones, and I'm giving the C. It, it makes sense. You know, this is the team that the Panthers gave Jacobs. up the most rushing touchdowns last year, and they gave up three to Josh Jacobs yeah. last week. Unbelievable amount of touches they give to running backs. San Francisco takes on the Jets, Matt. And for San Francisco, with all the problems they've had with their receivers, they're shuffling the deck for Jimmy Garoppolo again. George Kittle is out. Brandon Ayuk expected to make his NFL debut. What are your prospects for the passing game for the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo? Not good, Bob. 
I'm only positive who you're talking to, but okay. I'm only giving Jimmy Garoppolo a C grade, uh, and they did give up the most fantasy points to a quarterback last week as Josh Allen did his thing. They also had the eighth most passing attempts against them last year because they have a good run defense, bad pass defense. Problem is, almost all the receivers are hurt. Uh, Brandon Ayuk looks like he's going to play, like you mentioned, but Kendrick Bourne and Trent Taylor led the Niners wide receivers last week mm-hmm. with five targets and two catches apiece. That's not good. And George Kittle is out, which means Jordan Reed. It's it's we, just gross. Got, he's got. I, he, I think Jordan Reed is a sneaky oh play here. Gosh. We don't know that Kittle's out. He should. No, be he out. is. No, out. he's out. Oh, he's they, they he's ruled out. him out. Oh, yeah. I missed that. Um, the Niners did sign Mohamed Sanu on Tuesday. Daddy Mohamed Sanu. That ah, is not baby Mohamed Sanu. Right. Yes. Um, yeah. So anyway, I think what he targets in this game, what Garoppolo targets. Is the running backs? Uh, that's mm-hmm. why I'm giving Raheem Mostert a C. What you just said? He's going to target his running backs. Yeah, but Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman are getting a little bit more passing work, so mm. they're kind of desperation plays. I just don't like this game at all from from any standpoint. It's the opposite of Atlanta Dallas. It's a game no stack here. Huh. Okay, except for Frank Gore, of course. Uh, Mostert did get two thirds of the rushing attempts last week. That's nearing bell cow status. Mm-hmm. Um, the Jags gave up the ninth most receptions to running backs. Sorry, the Jets, Jets gave up the mo- ninth most receptions to running backs right. last year. And Zach Moss and Devin Singletary combined for eight catches, 39, and a score through the air. But Jarek McKinnon was heavily involved, had six touches last week. I don't know. I'm Tevin just, Coleman's heavily involved. I'm just I, remembering Raheem Mostert running for 75 yards on a, a touchdown hey, reception. I, you can give Raheem Mostert a B. The Jets are still a very good they run They are a good run. The one thing they do as an organization top to bottom, well, is stop the run. Yeah, that's it. So uh, Mostert's my favorite play on the Niners, and th- and that's really about it. I don't even like Garoppolo that much. Uh, on the Jets side, Frank Gore is my take-a-chance-on-me runner. Sam Darnold, I have him on the bench. The Niners only allowed 230 yards and a score through the air to Kyler Murray last week. Kyler put up good numbers, but it was on the ground. And if you believe Sam Darnold can really run like Murray which I don't. Mm. Uh, the Niners do have trouble dealing with running quarterbacks, but Darnold has only topped 11 rushing oh, yards twice no. in his career. So, no, that's not happening. Jamison Crowder injured his hamstring on yeah, Wednesday. He's out. He's out. Yeah. That, I got Brashad Perriman as a C because uh, Crowder's not going. They don't have anybody else to throw to. Not Denzel Mims. Yeah. Chris Hogan. No. And Chris Herndon, Herndon are the other options. I think Herndon's a sneaky yeah. play this yeah. week. Uh, Richard Sherman did just hit IR, mm-hmm. and his backup, Akello Witherspoon, is in the concussion protocol. That kind of opens things for Brashad Perriman. Um, DeAndre Hopkins from the outside last week had 14 catches for 151 yards. So Brashad Perriman might be in line for one of those just high-volume yeah. Jamison Crowder-like games. Yeah. He's a good dart throw in uh, daily. But I got Herndon on the bench over the last mm. year and a game. The Niners are only allowing 33 yards per game to the tight end position. Yeah, that's well, not that. enough that is, to that's, get, get that's, it done. It's not good, but I just think through sheer volume, uh, Herndon finds his way to a decent game here. It could be. This is just a gross game, and I spent too much time on it, so please take it away. Well, I will take it away, and we'll take it into break. When we come back, it, we'll talk about the two most disappointing teams from week one, and they face each other, the Vikings <laughs> and the Colts. Both defenses looking very exploitable. There's a lot of fantasy opportunity with these two teams. We'll tell you who you can start and who you have to bench when we return to Fantasy Football Weekly. And also, a reminder, if you want all of my player rankings available for free, go to guillotineleagues.com. Guillotineleagues.com. All of my player rankings are there for free. We'll be back in moments. 
BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome back. It's Fantasy Football Weekly. Paul Charchian from guillotineleaks.com. Matt Harrison, Shock Fantasy. Scott Fish with you. It's time to dive back into some matchups, including the Vikings and the Colts. On the Vikings side of the ball, Kirk Cousins was my take a chance on me quarterback. I like him with a B grade this week, and I love Adam Thielen. He's about all they've got in the passing game. He drew 32% of Kirk Cousins' targets in the first game without Stephon Diggs, and I think that holds here as well. He's got an extremely favorable matchup against cornerback Rock Yassin, who has been one of the worst starting cornerbacks since being drafted last year, allowing nearly 70% of his passes in his coverage to be completed. I like Thielen a lot, A grade. I also loved that song in the 80s by Falco. Rock me, ah, Yassin Davis? Yeah, yeah, That's that the was the one. You, okay. you really stretched it out. I, did a good job. Thank, thank you. you. Tried, tried to work with you on that. <laughs> we won't start any other parts of the Vikings passing game. Let's go to Dalvin Cook, who gets a B grade. Cook's rushing should contribute to a decent but not explosive outing against a surprisingly good indie run defense. Last week, undrafted nobody James Robinson produced a couple good runs early, but then he tapped out at 63 yards. Only Derrick Henry has hit 100 rushing yards against Indy. Since week 15 of 2017 this is a good, this is a sneaky good run defense, but no team has given up more receptions to opposing running backs since the beginning of last year than the Colts. And I think cook could finally get himself to a good, not finally, but get himself to a good Screen game pass against, game. against it through the air. Uh, Alexander Madison is on the bench, even though he had a very nice game last week. But I, again, I think this is a much tougher run defense. Let's go to the indie side where, Michael Pittman is likely out. Jack Doyle out. Trey Burton out. This whole passing offense is going to flow through T.Y. Hilton and Paris Campbell 
and the backs, and I like those guys a lot. Let's start with T.Y. Hilton, who faces a rebuilt secondary that allowed four wide receiver touchdowns last week. He'll most often see rookie cornerback Cameron Danzler, or would have, but Danzler's been ruled out of this game. So that means they got to force a less ready rookie, Jeff Gladney, into duty for his first NFL start against T.Y. Hilton. A grade, T.Y. Hilton. Also, borderline A grade, but technically a B. For Paris Campbell. (laughs) Sounds like you need something in between those two grades. But there is nothing between those two (laughs) grades. Paris Campbell, my premature speculation player last week, Mm -hmm. ended up leading the team in targets, receptions, and receiving yards last week. He runs almost exclusively from the slot where he will see Mike Hughes most commonly. Hughes last year was bad. They thought he might be better a year off the ACL. No, he was a disaster last week. All six of the targets thrown in his coverage last week were complete, and he gave up a touchdown. I love Paris Campbell this week, and he is available in many leagues. When we go to the running, oh, well, let's stay with the, the passing game in Phillip Rivers, who played like garbage last week, but the Vikings' pass defense was even worse. They gave up 43 points, 31 first downs, 522 yards last week. Rivers and his two receivers, I think, are going to do very, very well. All right, next, let's go to the running game. Jonathan Taylor gets an A grade with Marlon Mack out. He'll be the starter. He's going to get most of the work, and he will catch passes as well. The rebuilt Vikings run defense was inconsistent last week. They gave up five yards per carry and 100 yards to the three Green Bay runners. I think Taylor gets plenty of work and will get near the five yards per carry and near the 100 yards. Naheem Hines was a surprise fantasy star last week with a couple of touchdowns. He gets a few more targets here, but the Vikings have been awesome against pass-catching backs. In their last 21 games, the Vikings have allowed only one runner to catch five or more passes. Even last week, when the Vikings gave up, gave up the 522 yards, only 37 were through the air to Packers running backs. Hmm. So just the C grade on Naheem Hines. All right, let's uh, go to our next matchup, which is Denver taking on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Scott. Yeah, so I'm going to start on the Denver side in the passing game here. I have Drew Locke on the bench against a really good Pittsburgh uh, defense, and especially secondary. Did you know they held 11 quarterbacks under 200 yards last year? Jeez, that's a lot. That's it's not very many yards. No, I think I think that's where we're looking for Drew Locke, especially if Sutton doesn't play. Mm-hmm. I, I'm actually going to go at this if, as long uh, assuming Sutton does not go. Uh, even if he does go, he's going to face off against Joe Hayden. Yeah. So, well, but, not the Joe. He's not the Iron Hayden right, anymore. Right. He's he's not he's not he's still good, but he's not he's not, not shut what down he was. Good like he used yeah to. he's he's not the name he was. I guess I don't know. Uh, Jerry Judy, uh, if Sutton doesn't go, I'm giving him a C grade. Uh, he runs most of his routes from the slot, which uh, should be a, is a, is a spot where he can make some hay against the Pittsburgh secondary. But it's mostly about his snap percentage and the amount of targets he's going to see if Sutton sits out. Yeah. No offense, same deal. Give him a C grade. I considered a B, but uh, they really held down Evan Ingram last week. Uh, Fant leads the tight ends in yards after the catch per reception, a stat he led in tight ends last year. In he, which, I thought he looked awesome on you, Monday night. By the way, you know who was number two last year? In yards after the catch? Yeah. Well, Kittle. Tight ends. Jonu Smith. 
Oh, nope. of course he was. Of course, of course it was John U. Smith. Why did you guess somebody else? I don't know. What was I thinking? Yards after the catch per reception. Uh, so C grade on Fant. I'm giving a, a C grade on Gordon, even though they just held Saquon Barkley to six yards, just because Lindsey's out. Gordon's going to be he's out there get all a the lot time, of work. and he's he's not bad in the passing game. Mm-hmm. He he's averaged over eight yards per reception three times in his career. He's or three seasons in his career. So. What do you think about Royce dropped the piano, Freeman? I don't think he's going to get enough volume against a very stingy defense. Especially with the piano yeah, in the his pian- hands. The piano will make it harder, yes. Yeah. yeah, on the other side, I'm giving Big Ben an A. Uh, he's in a really decent spot this year. He looked rusty at first, but it came together later. He's got all his all his weapons. Von Miller's out, as we know, from before the season, so the, yeah. that pass rush isn't there. They only sacked Tanhill once last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, A.J. Bowie, Bowie might be out, too. Booyah, yeah. Booyah. <laughs> wow. Booyah! I am not comfortable right now. <laughs> I'm giving... Uh, <laughs> Juju B, the Juju, <laughs> Juju B, Juju B, oh. Juju B. The connection's a thing. It's a thing. Uh, Denver shut down AJ Brown last week. I understand that, uh, which could be good for Deontay Johnson, who had ten targets in what would be the Corey Davis role this yeah. week. Yeah, so uh, I like Deontay Johnson yeah, better than I, Juju. Smith. I do. I, I actually gave them both B grades, but I have Deontay Johnson with the slightly higher grade. Juju right. didn't have a lot of yards, but he got those touchdowns. Deontay mm-hmm. might get the volume. Uh, I have James Washington on the bench and Chase Claypool, who they call... Did you hear his nickname? No. The Juju said it in the press conference. They called him Mapletron because he's from Canada. (laughs) Mapletron? (laughs) That's pretty good. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. And by the way, you see that awesome catch he had down the right sideline? That was amazing. Oh, man. And he made those in college, too. Yeah. This kid is not a fluke. No. Man. Steelers are so good at drafting. Speculative ad right there if he's available. In, yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if he's available they, in Dynasty League. They, spl- no, they split him. the wide receiver three That's snaps, the so they're they're out. Ebron's on the bench for me, too. He, he didn't do anything last week. Too many mouths to feed. Mm-hmm. Uh, this week, Connor is completely in. Uh, he is going to play, so he and Snell... Oh, man, Broncos were top five against running backs, fantasy points allowed, but allowed the fifth most rush attempts, which means they give up a lot of rushing attempts. Uh, Derrick Henry, same thing last week, a lot of rushing attempts, and that allowed him to go over 100. Connor is the better back in the passing game, so I gave Connor the C grade, and I have Snell on the bench, and it's going to be a rough We're going to talk more it's about those two next segment. One. All right, we'll find out. That's it for that matchup? I yep, believe that's it. that is it. All right. Um, very, very briefly, do you guys believe the Browns we saw on Thursday night is the real Browns? Somewhere in the middle between their two yeah, games. That's the easy answer, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. That's, uh, you know what? That schedule is so it easy. It might be closer we're gonna to see what a we lot. We're going to see a lot of that Thursday night. Browns team, I think. We might check in a few. You a only few get to things. play the Bengals so many times <laughs> well, a year. another time. They, <laughs> they got, got one more. like five more weeks. Oh, they're going to look great uh, in that, that, that other game. game. Yeah, we like them there, too. Uh, We'll be back for more Fantasy Football Weekly in moments. Be sure to stay tuned. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. 
It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, Shoot that! Shoot that! And even... Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Fantasy Football Weekly. This is a segment we like to call three tough questions. I will pepper my co-hosts with three questions. They will try to answer them as best they can. See if they can go 3-0. You can do the same thing. Play along at home or in your car. Uh, but keep your hands on the wheel. So you pepper us with questions and we try to scraps it together. See what I did there? Oh, very good. Huh? Very huh? good. I like that little inside joke there. Yeah. Yep. Are you feeling salty? Uh, sure. About that? Yeah. Mm, yep. Getting mm. give answers with relish? Yep. All right. Tough question <laughs> number one. What is the appropriate level of concern for Austin Eckler owners? None, some, or a bowel-loosening level of existential dread? Scott? It's really unfair to ask the, the a Josh Crelly question to me. <laughs> That's why I think I it's an Austin Eckler question. <laughs> Excuse me. Uh, so I guess I'll say some. Kelly is really good, and it's impossible to watch him in Week One and not realize that <laughs> that he just looked that good. Um, once they got inside the 10, Kelly had three of the team's four carries inside the 10. Uh, it, he's the bigger back. He's probably going to be the goal line back. Uh, here's what's crazy about this. Kelly only played 18 snaps to El- Eckler's 50. Uh, they made the most of those 18. But, yeah, but Kelly got 60 yards on that small small snap count, and he got four over four, four yards after contact, mm. contact, where Eckler only got about two yards after contact. Uh, he's going to see increasing loads. Uh, throughout the season, so I'm going to say some. Okay, answer some. Matt? Come on. It's week one. It's Austin Eckler. We know Austin Eckler's good. Austin Eckler had Melvin Gordon on his team last year Mm -hmm. and still finished as the number seven back in fantasy football. One of the common themes in week one, though, 
was split backfields as it was each player's first taste of real action this season. So are we dropping Aaron Jones, who only had 53% of the snaps? Or are we dropping Chris Carson or Todd Gurley, who had less than half the snaps? Who is recommending no. dropping Eckler? No. <laughs> We're just there, there's there's no concern here. Maybe it's dropping in esteem, yeah. not, not sure, actually that's literally what I mean. dropping to the, the free agency. H- had Eckler snuck one touchdown in last week? We wouldn't even be talking about this at all. It's if you're selling, I'm buying. inside the 10 carries. You shut up, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> me and I'm Brian fine. had this over Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams. Now me and you are going to No, I, I love Akilar, So, By the way. You do not love him. Already, like I'm Josh. getting people talking about sabotage dropping players. I love that the sabotage drop is be just because everybody knows it now, yep. which is mm-hmm. fantastic. But we're not executing sabotage drops in September. <laughs> the sabotage drop is maybe end, in a guillotine league. Well, that is true. You, it's a little you can you can pull it off there. All right, what is the appropriate level of concern for Austin Eckler owners? The answer is some. He is a very good player still, and he's not going to lose his job. But everything else is bad news. First, his offense looked bad and was unable to produce many points against the same Bengals defense that the Browns just destroyed. Yeah. Team lost their starting center, Mike Pouncey. Um, and we had hoped that with Melvin Gordon gone, that Eckler's role would expand into Melvin Gordon's. But no, it's Josh Kelly that is not only taking over the Melvin Gordon role, but might be better than Melvin Gordon. So there mm-hmm. is some concern here, but not a bowel loosening no. level of existential dread. Glad my bowels can stay put. Yes, Tough they can. question Very number puckered, two. I understand. Yeah. Should Michael Thomas owners trade now or stand pat? Scott? Wait, wait, whoa, wait, whoa. Well, Not again. I'm going oh, back to no. Scott. He had better he, answers again. Well, wow. he answered it correctly. Oh, oh, this only happens when Scott's on. I, I have a feeling I'm going to get this one, one wrong, though. But I feel like trading Michael Thomas at this point would be selling low. We don't know exactly how long he's going to be out. I, I think even the worst case scenario is probably he'll be back for week seven after the week six bye. Uh, my, my, th- my theory on this is you stand pat because then you get him for the end of the season. And you can pick up guys on the waiver wire like this Paris Campbell guy last week. You know, like you can pick up guys like this. If somebody were to have recommended Paris Campbell yeah, only. during premature speculation, yes, you the, would have known. They, they, all they have to do is listen to our sage advice for wide receivers to pick up weekly to, to fill the five-week gap. And then they have Michael Thomas for the for the remainder of the season. So you say stand pat. <laughs> stand, stand pat, pat. if okay. you trust us. If uh, you don't trust us, then trade him. All right. Matt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad Michael you're still Thomas, listening. Should Michael Thomas owners trade now or stand pat? People have decided, I don't trust you anymore. I'm shutting this show off. Um, I, I know you think it's BS, Charge, but they're talking about him still possibly playing on Monday he's, night. No, he's not it is a Monday night game, so you're not, not going to start him yeah. this week. No. That's coach speak. But he I'll is going to Las Vegas this weekend, and... <laughs> Vegas, baby, they have the best spas in the world. Plus, they have oxygen bars, shrimp cocktail, the Blue Man Group, all of which are clinically proven to heal high ankle sprains. So there's no way I'm going to overreact on Michael Thomas right now, considering he's going to be completely healed by Tuesday morning. 
I don't, this could go either way. <laughs> <laughs> High ankle sprains are the worst injury for fantasy players. But they're people hard. don't Plans normally go to Vegas. That's bad. a great point. Um, you're often better off just having a player like tear his ACL. So he's out and you just know he's out and you know you can't depend on him and you can start making other plans. The high ankle sprain is frustrating because yeah. every week it's a game time decision. And then if the player does play on the high ankle sprain, now he plays poorly on right. the high ankle sprain. It happens all the time and it doesn't heal while you're playing on it. So now you've got now the next week it's not right. And the next week it's not right. See also Saquon Barkley from last year. Now, he could rest it, and really your best case scenario for Michael Thomas, the best possible thing can happen is he does not play for two or three weeks and mm. comes back fully 100% healthy. In that mm. case, the best possible scenario is they IR him Yeah, they are, for three I, weeks. Yeah, I agree. IR him, and then I can even just stash him on IR. Right. I yep. can yeah. replace him. Maybe that would be perfect in my mind, but that doesn't appear to be what they're going to do. They're going to play this thing out and play some games with him, and what happens if he needs to miss High ankle sprain is a three to five week injury. Mm -hmm. What if he needs to miss four weeks on this thing? And it sounds like it's a bad one. What if it's four weeks? Now it's week five and they're looking at a week six bye. That means he comes back in week seven. This there's a non-zero chance. Michael Thomas either does not play until week seven Mm -hmm. or plays hobbled and ineffectively through to week seven. Mm -hmm. I don't like any of those scenarios. I think you can still trade for him for a good player. I bet if you offered him for say, Amari Cooper. That's you're going to get that level of talent back for Michael Thomas because of the name recognition and that's why we are trading Michael Thomas. Can I have a counterpoint here? Fine. <laughs> he only runs 4 yards downfield. I mean, we can pull that off. You can do that Tough on one question foot. number 3. <laughs> At what point will Benny Snell emerge as the Steelers workhorse back? Never. Mid-season or he already is the workhorse back, mm. Scott. Hey, come on. I, <laughs> I am going mid-season because I do think James Conner, just he has injuries every week, and they're always different injuries. And Benny Snell looked pretty good. All that offseason hype was real. He looked better than Conner when, when he was out there, but I don't think that they're giving up on Conner yet. That's why I gave Conner the C grade this week with the passing down work. But I think by mid-season, we're going to see Benny Snell turn into the 1A of that and if there's an injury, he's the workhorse. All right, Matt. Uh, Scott took most of the wind out of my sails, but I'll disagree with him on one point. It's not going to be a 1A, 1B situation. That's not Mike Tomlin's way. That's if true. If Benny Snell takes this job, it's Benny Snell's to roll with. Uh, so is that never midseason, or he, he already is the workhorse back? He is back. the workhorse back, back. now. Uh, you are correct, and you hit a very salient point. Mike Tomlin yeah. has always loved his workhorse backs. Le'Veon Bell. Before that, Richard Mendenhall. Oh, Mendenhall. Before that, Willie Parker. All guys that were workhorse backs for that for uh, for Mike Tomlin. And that's the way he wants to go with this. And as pig-headed as Mike Tomlin has been about trying to make James Conner into a workhorse, by now he's got to know James Conner can't be a workhorse back. It's so obvious. And they've got to know that Benny Snell Looks better than James Conner. The only thing I have with it is Benny Snow has, like, between college and the pros, like, 25 career catches. Like, all those other backs you listed could catch the ball. Benny Snow, uh, 
Doesn't matter. He's going to, already is, and it's going to start this week. Oh, boy. Even with James Conner back, you watch, Benny Snell's going to have more carries. There it is. Already the lead back. This is James Conner's final year in Pittsburgh. His contract runs out this year. They're they're moving on to Benny Snell right now. James Conner will probably get re-injured, so. (laughs) In the game. Detroit takes on Green Bay. Adrian Peterson, surprise star for the Lions last week. What do you think about the running game for the Lions against a pretty bad run defense for Green Bay, Matt? Um, well, the run defense, I don't know if it's pretty bad or if they were no. just playing prevent run defense. They were terrible last year, and Dalvin Cook had a good game. He had a good game, but it was all in like, hey, we're going to back off 15 yards and hope you don't beat us for a quick touchdown. I will mention that defensive tackle Kenny Clark left the game last week with a groin injury. Mm-hmm. And when the Vikings were still kind of in the game, they started running the rock right up the middle where Kenny Clark usually yeah. and sits. And Kenny Clark's been ruled out for this week. Yeah. So, I think that that plays well for Adrian Peterson, I do too. who gets the A gap and B gap runs. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm giving both DeAndre Swift and Adrian Peterson C grades this week for that. Only a C. Only a After C. After all that lead up. I mean, yeah, they're right. going to split carries, and so? Carrion Johnson's going to get 17% of the snaps, and it's going to be annoying. So, let's talk about Swift for just a second. Yeah. Um, I like Peterson better than you do, but that's not the okay. point. Uh, Swift, so Swift drops the game-winning touchdown pass. He sure did. He's a, in his first start as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to make go out of their way to give Swift opportunities to get confidence back. And make sure he gets the ball in high percentage spots so that he can, you know, this 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 game losing catch of his doesn't weigh on him too much. You know what the problem is with that, though, Charge? I think the game script is going to get out of control oh, for Detroit. Their defense right is that. terrible and they might have to abandon the running game. That's why they're only C's. Uh, Matthew Stafford, I'm giving him a C grade. I, it could be a B. Uh, in last year's meeting with Mike Pettin's defense, Stafford only managed 265 scoreless yards. Mm. The Packers defense allowed less than 250 per game last year, just over one passing score per game. And with Galladay likely out, yeah, it's, it, it just looks bad. I think it's, I think a, it's a C. Uh, TJ Hawkinson, I I'm giving a C grade too. Only five targets last week, which was a bit disappointing considering uh, Galladay's absence. He did catch all five of them for 56 yeah. yards and a score, I'll, though. I'll take that. And the Packers have allowed five tight end receptions for 56 yards over their past 17 well, games. That so seems perfect. Seems like it's going to work out. Uh, let's talk about the wide receivers. Galladay not going to go again this week with the hamstring injury. Marvin Jones and Quintez Cephas. I'm yes. giving them both mm-hmm. C grades this week. Fifth rounder Cephas led the team with 10 targets last week. Mm-hmm. And I guess it counts as a homecoming of sorts since he attended Wisconsin. So homecoming yep. game. Uh, for the deep throwing Stafford, it's notable that Cephas had 35% of the air yards against Chicago last week. And that should keep up until Galladay returns. Jones has scored four times in his last four meetings with the Packers, but he put up a few clunkers in there. Two for 17 and one catch for eight yards and a score in two of those four games. I like him a lot less with Galladay off the field. I like my Marvin Jones to be the second most important receiver on the field to draw the best coverage away from him. Yeah, I think that that's true. Over on the Packers side, Aaron Jones, I'm giving him a B. He only saw the field on 53% of his Packers snaps last week compared to 41% for Jamal Williams while A.J. Dillon and Phillip Irvin were mixed in. What this tells me is that this is a split backfield, and while the stats were still good, it's still troubling for those rostering Jones that he's getting just over half of the snaps. Mm. Now, he did get 20 touches last game, and I expect a similar game script for this game. 
it's just going to be really hard for me to go better than a B on him the rest of the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams get an A grade. If you thought the Vikings secondary was bad, look up the Lions. It's worse. Um, Since Matt Patricia has become the coach of the Lions, Aaron Rodgers is averaging 349 yards per game against the Lions. That's amazing. And Adams has topped 90 yards and scored in every matchup against Matt Patricia's Lions defense. And all banged up with the injuries in that secondary. It's a great opportunity for Aaron Jones. I did highlight Marquez Valdez Scantling as my take a chance on me, but Alan Lazard's startable too. Absolutely. Um, Lazard topped 60 yards and scored in both meetings with the Lions last season, and everything I said about MVS applies to Alan Lazard as well. Just saying, somebody's take a chance on me, wide receiver Alan Lazard from last year, last week. If uh, you would have done Marquez Valdez scaling last week, I, I would have given you a double peacock. Right, thank you. I can give myself a double peacock right now. Don't tell me. <laughs> Washington takes on Arizona, and I already uh, already mentioned a couple of players I like on the Washington side of this. Logan Thomas was my take a chance on me receiver. J.D. McSuckett was my <laughs> take a chance on me running back. I've got a C grade on Peyton Barber, who's basically now like Garrett Blunt on a worse team. He's touchdown, <laughs> totally touchdown dependent. Arizona, Arizona's run defense. He's like Garrett Blunt. On a worse team. Uh, Arizona's run defense performed pretty well against the 49ers backs last week, which is no small feat because that's a very good running team. Um, Barber found the end zone against the Cardinals last season on a great for him 3.9 yards per carry. I think in a pinch you could start him and just keep your fingers crossed for the touchdown, but that's all you're going to get. The only receiver you care about for Washington outside of Logan Thomas is Terry McLaurin. Wait. Po- yes. T- Nicely done. Yeah, Uh, He's posted at least 50 yards or a touchdown every time he has seen at least seven targets, which is very likely to continue uh, to continue in this game. McLaurin runs predominantly from the left side of the field, which puts him on Drake Kirkpatrick, who, yes, he's still in the league. Drake Kirkpatrick, that Drake. Yeah, you may. And for good reason, with a very positive matchup for him. B grade for Terry McLaurin. Let's go to the Arizona side. DeAndre Hopkins is an obvious A grade. We'll just keep moving on with other parts of the passing game, including Kyler Murray, also an A grade. That improvisational running of his is your your game-winning wild card every week, and he's going to be tough to bench regardless of opponent, especially considering what he just did to the awesome Niners defense last week. Last year, Washington allowed the fifth most quarterback rushing yards. Mm. His arm's going to chip in some help against a bad Washington secondary cornerbacks. Ronald Darby, Jimmy Moreland, and Fabian Moreau are all bottom-tier talents, and DeAndre Hopkins alone could power Kyler Murray to a very good game. I like it when you think that some cornerbacks are bad. Your voice changes just a little bit. It's Fabian Moreau. Moreau. (laughs) We gotta emphasize how bad they are. Uh, Christian Kirk gets a C grade after zero receptions last week. I think they, I believe that they'll actively work to get Christian Kirk more involved to get the ball in his hands in this game. Somewhere between him and DeAndre Hopkins. Somewhere between the two. That's right. Um, He runs overwhelmingly from the right side of the field where Kirk will match up with Ronald Darby, which is a very plus matchup for him. Darby, brutal last year and last week. He gave up 81 yards in his coverage last week. Dan Arnold with a C grade. Where's Brian? Where is Brian? He got rocked Mm -hmm. by Washington, got rocked by the Eagles tight ends last week. So we're going to give a flyer to Dan Arnold here (laughs) as well. In the running game, Kenyon Drake, it's a B, did not do much last week, but it was against a very good Niners run defense. Fortunately, he's averaging 19 touches per game since he's been a Cardinal. So you know the volume's going to be there. But which Washington defense will he see? Will he see last year's defense that was extremely leaky and allowed the third most fantasy points to backs? 
Was he going to get the version from last week that limited Philadelphia's backs to a total of 76 yards, air and ground? The Eagles' offensive line is incredibly beat up, so I'm not totally sold on this. Clearly, the Reds, sorry, the Washington football team, a better, <laughs> the, a, the Red Helmets, heard, the Red Helmets, better team, a better defense this year, but not so much that I think you'll want to be starting. Uh, or want to assume that they're automatically as good as they looked last week. Kenyon Drake gets the B grade. I'm putting Chase Edmonds on the bench. I know he scored a touchdown last week, but he's only on the field for one-third of the the snaps. And it's just the eight touches are just not enough to be fantasy reliable. I keep an eye on him. I think that he's going to eat more into Kenyon Drake's workload as this season wears on. It could very well be. He looks good. He's a good player. Yeah. He's a good player. When we come back, Buffalo taking on Miami. Zach... Moss, baby. Hear about the greatness that's about to be unleashed on the hapless Dolphins when we return to Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Churchian, Scott Fish, and Matt Harrison with you. If you want to try the freshest new format in fantasy sports, it's Guillotine Leagues. 17 teams start the season. Well, now 16 teams mm-hmm. start play because we've had one one week go. Uh, the low-scoring team each week gets cut, and all of their players go to the waiver wire where pandemonium ensues. Last week, for example, Derek Henry on the waiver wire in 12% of guillotine leagues. Ooh. If you're one of those, you had a chance to bid on Derrick Henry, add him into your into the mix. 
any player with a any big name player with a down week is a prospect. We had Kittle, Miles Sanders, and DJ Chark available yeah. in our leagues. That's some fun bidding on yeah. those guys. Absolutely. GuillotineLeagues.com. We encourage you to check that out. Let's go back to our matchups, including Buffalo taking on Miami. And Scott, if you say anything bad about Zach Moss, you can just leave now. <laughs> Scott, come back. Oh, come back. Oh, okay. I'll, I'll come back. Uh, Josh Allen threw the ball a lot last week. I, I think I think that if we are doing year 36 of Fantasy Football Weekly, yeah. we're in this room. Still talking about Zach Moss. Uh, Josh Allen's 46 attempts might still be his career high. <laughs> I, think that, I think that that's possible. Um, he notched his first 300-yard game, which I was surprised by. That was nice. I mean, not super surprised, but uh, the thing is, he's playing Miami, who Cam Newton just uh, made the blueprint, mm-hmm. right, <laughs> of how to play against Miami. Just uh, run the ball 15 times for 75 yards, only throw it 19 times. Allen's like, that's me. Yeah, that's, that's in a nutshell. <laughs> you just did what I normally do, so I, I gave Allen an A grade because I think mm-hmm. I think he I think he gets a lot of rushing yards and maybe some goal line carries because he's their goal line back. I think so we need ahead. to start talking about Josh Allen as a top three dynasty quarterback. He's already top six. He, so I mean like going into this season he was already like sixth or whatever. He's up there with the Mahomes so, and the Jacksons almost now. I'm not, it's getting yeah, close. I'm not quite there yet either but I mean if he starts passing for 300 yards that long with the rushing then right? he's yeah. <laughs> uh, his main guy Diggs I'm given a C grade too, even though Xavier Howard is back and healthy and uh, he's been digged up with a knee injury, only played 42% of the snaps last week, which isn't very much, but it sounds like he's going to be you know, a bigger participant this week. Uh, I just think that uh, Diggs and Brown both get the C grades. They, bo- they both should just get just get enough work to be startable, and you're, not, you're probably not benching him anyway. No, not against, not against Miami. Yeah, Beasley, he's going to be the odd man out, 63% of snaps. Allen's not going to throw that much. I have C grades on both Singletary and Moss, what? and you're going to no, hate it. Oh, stop it. Yeah. Why I, would you mislead our listeners <laughs> like this? <laughs> the, the snap share shows a clear advantage for Singletary. He got more pass game work, but Moss took everything once they got down close. Mm-hmm. And, oh, man, I, I was very mad that Zach Moss was wide open for a second touchdown I know. reception. I know. And I yelled I at the screen. That. Yep. Yep. And that's why I do like Moss, because he's got that team. TD upside. Oh, but you don't like him enough to so, give him a, a better grade than so a C? Is there something better than a C? But yeah, maybe, it's, yeah, it's called maybe, a B. Oh, maybe not quite a B, like C prime? If <laughs> if Singletary got less snaps and less work between the 20s last, last week, I would probably have Moss ranked higher. I just I don't know what to trust yet. So I gave him both C grades. On the Miami side, I'm benching almost everything. So, uh, Parker is sounding like he's going to be out. If he's out, my boy Tre- Preston Williams gets Tredavious White. I hate that matchup. Mm. Uh, so I got him on the bench. Gasecki, we talked about this, that it might be the breakout. I mean, a, a, I think, a, a bounce I like, back. I like, I, mean, I like this game for him. Yeah, seven targets last week for uh, the tight end playing against uh, Buffalo. There, there's opportunity. I gave him a C grade. He only had eight catches for 59 yards in two games last year, which which was rough. But, it, you know, if if Parker is out, Gasecki, I'm giving him a C grade. He could, he could get the work. Uh, and Gaskin was my uh, take-a-chance-on-me player. Clearly, I don't like Fitz. You know how many touchdowns Fitz had against the Bills last year? In two games? Two. That's it. That's it. Mm. No, I got that on the bench. Yeah. Too bad about uh, uh, Devontae Parker. Mm. Yeah. I mean, you know, all the, you know, for all the, you know, the way yeah. he finished last year was hoping he'd roll in with some momentum this year. That's not going to be yep. the case. Hurt again. Uh, Jacksonville takes on Tennessee, Matt. And Gardner Minshew threw one incompletion last week. 
That's pretty what? good. That's really, really good in three touchdowns. And you know me. I love Gardner Minshew. You do. He's on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> um, he met these Titans but, last year and managed 204 yards and two scores. Drew Locke put up 216 and one last week. It feels about right for 200-ish. Just above 200-ish. By the way, he only had three incompletions, 22 of 25, week one last year. So maybe he's just a, oh, he's one, a, yeah, a week one guy. That's yeah. it. He's a Jay Clemens week one there original right there. That's right. Um, considering Minshew was sacked on four of his 24 dropbacks last week, that offensive line is bad. And they have the lowest implied Vegas point total of only 16 and a half this week. I'm just benching this offense, including DJ Chark, who only had what? three targets last week. And... While it's clear he, to us he's the best wide receiver on the team. Well, yeah, he, because he is the best wide receiver on the team. It's not clear to the Jaguars for some reason who are rotating five wide receivers on a pretty even rotation. Now, Chark got the most. He was on the field for 83% of the yeah. snaps. But why is he off the field for 17% well, of the snaps? But that's pretty normal that, yeah, for, oh any, for any top receiver. Uh, I, I will say, I, will say I, I heard that they were moving LaVisca around a lot to make mismatches, and that's why he was so involved last week. But mm-hmm. who knows? They, they might do that you know, throughout the season. Too. Speaking of Chenault, he had more targets with four, and Keelan Cole had more targets. Gets with five, yeah. But all those guys I, are on. The I'm bench. not with Gross. you on this. No, I, I'm, I'm not with you on the chart thing. I, I'm I'm with all me right. on it. Uh, James Robinson and Chris Thompson both are on the bench. It's a full Jaguars benching. Uh, I favor Thompson as the Jaguars are nine point road underdogs, meaning game script could dictate more of the pass catching back on the field a little bit more. Still, Robinson had all sixteen of the carries last week, but only yeah. managed. Under four yards per carry with them. That Only... hurdling catch was amazing, though. That's great. The 30-yarder. It's not going to help for this week. Only one back <laughs> has topped 80 yards against Tennessee in their last six games. Yuck. On the Tennessee side, Derrick Henry is an easy A. Ryan Tannehill was might take a chance on me quarterback. A.J. Brown is out with a bone bruise this week. Yeah, it's too bad. Which means mm-hmm. Corey Davis gets a C grade, and it might have been a little bit better if he didn't have a hamstring injury that he's been working through this mm-hmm. week. Uh, it was his first 100-yard game last week since week 10 of 2018, and he's only topped 80 yards once in his prior 23 outings. Jeez. He's not very consistent, obviously. Uh, well, no, well, he's consistently bad. Yeah, uh, he's consistently mediocre. Uh, in in six career meetings with the Jags, he's never scored. His high yardage total is forty four yards. Yeah, Corey it, Davis. I mean, you, you got you're just gonna have to decide: was Week One a total mirage, or is he somehow turned the corner late in his career, a little bit like? I don't know, like Devontae Parker. I mean, you know, you, guys, you know, the, like you know fourth the year right is now. not usually where it it's, happens. It's like a Sammy Watkins with Buffalo. Good week one. Yeah, <laughs> right. Buffalo, it might be. Week. There's one more player we have to mention, Charge. Oh, you think I don't know? And it's the receiver du jour. It's Jonu Smith. Oh, yeah, baby. You want to play a sound now? Um, no, I'm looking you're, for you're the right You're figuring out which here. sound? Well, I mean, there's this because... He scored a touchdown last week, yeah. had a beautiful bubble screen on like the second play of the game. So there's that. Uh, Smith had seven targets last week, mm-hmm. a feat he only managed once last year, well, he's which the means now, which means 
they figured it out throughout oh, the offseason, and they're like, so. oh, yeah, yeah, it's seven targets per game to Jonu Smith now. <laughs> I'd take that. Every time in Jonu's career that he's had exactly seven targets, he's <laughs> scored. <laughs> <laughs> you would take 100-plus target season out of Jonu. Yes. yes. Uh, the Jags allowed the eighth most tight end touchdowns last year, too, so Jonu Smith giving him a B. Right. It's, it's closer to an A, though, I think, as I think he's going to be in line for more than well, yeah. seven targets a- this a. week. A.J. Brown out. Yeah. And Corey Davis, as you mentioned, the hamstring, that passing game is going to funnel largely through John U. Smith, who's standing up on almost every play. He's a super sneaky DraftKings play, by the way. He's cheap if you're is building really? lineups. They he's only like 4,200 or See, something. See, the DraftKings people, DraftKings people don't listen to the show, clearly, or they would know. They Obviously would know, absolutely not. know better. Uh, Baltimore taking on Houston. We'll try to zip through this matchup because Lamar Jackson does not need any explanation here. He's my number one ranked quarterback this week. And Mark Andrews, obvious A as well. It's a little bit trickier for the uh, for some of the other players, but not a lot. Uh, Marquise Brown gets a B grade. He had a big week one, and it's probably going to continue against a terrible Houston secondary that just got picked clean by Patrick Mahomes. Um, he goes up against cornerback Bradley Roby, who is good, and that's the only reason he's not an A. Roby's got the speed necessary to keep up with Brown, um, but he did yield five catches and a score in week one, so I think Brown's going to be just fine. And um, then we go to the running backs. Now, Mark Ingram was on the wrong side of the snaps in week one. I think they're going to flip this script and get Mark Ingram back involved in this one just to make sure defenses know that there's both guys are still a viable oppor- option for both for this offense. And if that's the case, then I think he's sitting on a nice game and a B grade here. He put up 75 combo yards and two receiving scores in the two Ravens meetings with Houston last season. The Texans have given up 14 scores to running backs in their last eight games. So they're giving up about two a game over the course of the last half season. I think Mark Ingram's going to find his way to the end zone here. And then J.K. Dobbins saw Baltimore's only two carries inside the five and he scored on both of them. It looks like the, I don't I still think both guys are viable at the stripe. I don't think that's for now. J.K. Dobbins. There's been a changing of the guard. J.K. Dobbins (laughs) is going to be awesome. J.K. Dobbins is what we all wish Zach Moss would have done. You shut up. (laughs) Zach, can I remind you Zach Moss scored a touchdown last year? I know. And could have had to. No. Uh, Houston, as I mentioned, uh, Houston gives up touchdowns here. I still think J.K. Dobbins is absolutely startable. Uh, And they they, uh, they lost their run stuffer free agent uh, DJ Reader in the offseason, and we saw what Clyde Edwards-Alaire did to this Houston run defense last week. Uh, then on the Houston side, the lowest grade I've ever given to Sean Watson coming into a game. An A-. minus. No. No. He is a C, and he's mm. my 20th-ranked quarterback this week, which sounds absurd for any quarterback as good as he is, but you know Baltimore's pass defense is awesome, and he posted a miserable outing against Baltimore last year. No scores, either through the ground or via the air. He threw for 169 yards, and he ran for 12 yards. That was his game against Baltimore last year. And he had Hopkins last year. And that was with the right. That was with DeAndre Hopkins. Now, over the Ravens, what about on the ground, you might be saying? Oh. I think that Deshaun Watson is going to run on the ground, you might be saying. Yeah, is he going to run on the ground, Charge? Well, I know he's not. Oh. Over the past Ravens 25 games... They've given up one quarterback rushing touchdown and seven quarterback rushing yards per game. That's over the last 25 games. That is a large sample size. Well, they practice against L. Jacks every day, so they well, know they, what they know the what best to do. Is. Absolutely. Um, staying with the passing game, Will Fuller just gets a C grade here. The good news is that Fuller emerged as the clear go-to receiver. 
And that ends the good news portion of the Will Fuller discussion right there. This is a brutal matchup. No receiver has hit 100 yards against the Ravens in almost, excuse me, a year. They hammered the Browns passing game last week. And since the beginning of last year, wide receivers have failed to score any touchdowns at all in half of the Ravens games. Brandon Cooks is on the bench. He's nursing an injury and, again, brutal matchup. We're not going to start him. What about David Johnson? What about him? Duke Johnson may not play in this game, so he might get a large workload. Mm -hmm. Houston has a – I'm sorry. Um, Let's see. Johnson got – Almost all the snaps in the opener. That probably continues here. But he's had just one rushing, 100-yard rushing game in his last 31 starts. You can run on the Ravens a little bit easier than pass on the Ravens. And they're going to try to get David Johnson going. But the game script's going to turn against him quickly. And he's only a C grade for me, David Johnson. Tough game coming up for Houston. By the way, Houston is going to be in contention with the Jaguars to lose out that division. <laughs> lose out. That yeah. I, this is, I'm telling you, this is not a very good team. Uh, When we come back, premature speculation. Three players that you will want to pick up now that everybody else is going to be trying to pick up next week, but they're already on your team. Because you heard premature speculation on Fantasy Football Weekly. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only, Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, Checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Segment of Fantasy Football Weekly, Paul Charchi and GuillotineLeagues.com. Matt Harrison, Shock Fantasy, and Scott Fish with you. This is a segment we call Premature Speculation. These are guys that are available on the waiver wire in most leagues that we believe you should pick up now, one week before everybody else is going to try to pick them up. Scott, who should we pick up now? 
How about I turn on my mic? That'll work. That'll help. <laughs> I'm going to start with Jalen Rager, who so many people dropped that his roster ship has gone into the 20s, under 30% now. He only had four targets, reeled one in for 55 yards. But as I mentioned earlier, he led the NFL in yards per target with uh, Lane Johnson back. Carson Wentz is going to have a little bit more time mm-hmm. to throw and catch him deep. I, I, and he's going to get healthier with that shoulder over the season. So I like him. Okay. Matt. Your premature speculation player is. You need a difference maker at the quarterback position. You Why, need yes, I do. Tua Tagaviola. Ah. Uh, Stubeard threw three picks in week one. He faces another tough test in Buffalo this week, and he Scott does. already said that it's looking bad. After that, it's Jacksonville on Thursday night in a primetime game. What better way to start your quarterback in his new team against a SEC defense in the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, yes. And if you and, and if Tua does look good or he looks bad, they now have 10 days to make corrections and change the offense in between that Thursday night game and the week four game. Yeah. So I like Tua as a pickup. I think he starts next week. All right. My premature speculation player is LaMichael P. Ryan. Yes. LaMiracle. LaMiracle. Is it LaMiracle? The Miracle? La Miracle? <laughs> is it really? Is it? I mean, his brother is Samaji, so you're probably right. It is La Miracle. We'll go with that. Um, he's got an easy path to the starting job in New York for the Jets. Le'Veon Bell's on IR. I don't even know if Le'Veon Bell's good anymore. Frank Gore was brutal mm. last year, and he's a year older. Insert Kalen you, you, Balazs. You're right. It is LaMichael. <laughs> Thank you. I thought it was LaMichael. Okay. My brain is going. No, it's all right. Okay. Uh, LaMichael Pirine's going to be will very likely be active this week. He's been nursing an ankle injury, but expected to play. And he could be your starter by next week. If he looks better than Frank Gore, which is not that hard to do, he could be the starter next week on an NFL team. Not a very good NFL team. Uh, what kind of runner is Michael Pirine, you might be asking? He's strong. He's physical. He's not elusive, but he is a little shifty. He can catch and pass block. Just okay speed. He's not a special runner, but he might be the best runner on the Jets. That is a possibility. It's not, oh, wow. Not I liked lost, it when huh? you did the air quotes when talking about the Jets NFL <laughs> team. That's right. The verbal air quotes right there. I must have heard that as a nickname in college at some point, and it just I, I, flipped in me or something. I was, you, you, made, you made me question myself for a second there. <laughs> uh, let's go to the Monday night game, Scott. New Orleans taking on Oakland. Yeah, so... Uh, the date, December 11th, 2000, 2016. The age, a spry 37. And the stats, 257 yards, no touchdowns, three interceptions. His Drew Brees, Drew Brees is like last, game? last game without Michael Thomas. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. He had a bad one that game. Uh, I don't think it's going to be that bad this week as he plays a team that just allowed, uh, what, 270 yards to Teddy Bridgewater. Right. So I do have a C grade on Brees. It's, it's not as good as if Thomas was in there. I'm giving a B grade to Sanders. He should get a decent amount of volume, and they're going to move him around a lot. So yeah. j- just to get him open, uh, I really, I really like Cook in this game. He got a ton of targets last week, and mm-hmm. Michael Thomas played almost the full game. So it's yeah. not like uh, so now with Thomas out, he should see more targets and revenge game against the Raiders. So yeah, how about that? <laughs> yeah, uh, Alvin Kamara. I'm giving an A grade. I think that this team goes heavy run run game with mm-hmm. without Michael Thomas. So I have an A grade of Kamara. He's going to get the passing game work. Um, we might even get one of those rare 10, 10 <laughs> target games for Kamara yeah, in this I, one. I love him this week. And I actually have a, a C grade on Murray, too. He doesn't play as much, but he got 15 carries last week. And in a run he- running heavier game, I think that he could get that amount of work again. On the other side, with rugs out, 
And against the Saints, I don't like anything really. I don't like no. Carr. I I don't like any of the receivers. They split too much. I mean, Aguilar is getting snaps. I mean, uh, but I do like Darren Waller, who got eight targets last week. That surprised me. He's he's yeah. if he's gonna get eight of Carr's thirty targets last week, if he's gonna get that level. Uh, oh. Give me an, give me probably an A grade on Waller. Well, and he might with rugs out, and yeah. and Brian Edwards showed nothing last week. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs, the the off season hype about I want sixty catches. He got six he's, targets. Yeah, he's on target. <laughs> he got, yeah, he's he's getting it. It's happening, guys. Um, it was an obvious smash spot this week. It's a little tougher this week, but considering he gets those targets, uh, I have an A grade on him because he's going to get a ton of work. Mm-hmm. I'm with you. All right, let's go to. New England taking on Seattle. Uh, the the Patriots didn't even ask Cam Newton to pass in a one-sided game. They will need his arm at some point against a much better Seattle uh, Seattle team. You'd think, and that's why all the running backs I, I kind of have lumped together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, let's just start. I got a I got a bench grade for every running back but one. Okay. Sony Michelle has a bench grade. He led the team with ten touches last week, but he's Sony Walkman Michelle and he looked bad. James White had eight touches. He's on the bench. No. Yep, yep. He's on the bench. So is Rex Burkhead with seven touches and J.J. Taylor with five touches. The only running back you can start is Cam Newton, who had 15 rushing attempts last (laughs) week, as many as Sony and Whitehead combined, and the second most rushing attempts in his career. Charge, would you like to make a peacock noise? Because you called it in the preseason that Bill Belichick's just going to run that. Why not run him? Why not run him? He gets a B grade because yep. the the Patriots are just running like the, the single wing or the wishbone offense from now on. Uh, worth noting that Lamar Jackson ran 14 times against the Seahawks last year for 116 yards and a score. And Kyler Murray had 10 carries for 67 yards and a score on the ground over his two games against the Seahawks last year. Julian Edelman's the only other player that's getting a starting grade. He's getting a B. Edelman led the team with seven targets last week, and Russell Gage grabbed nine catches from 114 from the slot last week mm-hmm. against the Seahawks. Uh, and Keel Harry's on the bench. Uh, no deal scary. Fumbled out of the back of the end zone last week. You like that nickname? Well, he fumbled forward forward through the end zone. (laughs) Yes. That puts him squarely in Bill Belichick's doghouse there. He did manage six targets, but the Pats, they're not going to throw him the ball enough. And Devin Asiasi only had 10 snaps in week one. That's bad. Oof. Uh, On the Seahawks side, Chris Carson is getting a C grade. That's it. Yeah, he scored twice in the receiving game, and I'm a little nervous that Carlos Hyde vultured a goal line touchdown. But I still like Carson enough. That was that was gar- you know, garbage time yeah. for the team that was. The ahead. problem is the Patriots have been an epic run defense for a long time. Mm-hmm. While Jordan Howard did manage to hit pay dirt last week against the Patriots, before that it was Gus Edwards as the only running back to score in 2019. That's right, the only one. And prior to that, it was Brandon Bolden. Yes, that Brandon Bolden who's on the Patriots. Right. He was at some point not on the Patriots. He played one year in Miami and scored two touchdowns on the ground against the Patriots. Okay. Oh, it's crazy. So four rushing touchdowns against them in the last 21 games. Uh, Russell Wilson gets a B. The Pats defense good against the pass, but there's a few threads to pull. Last season, they allowed 140 passing yards per game over the first eight weeks. 
223 over the last eight. And Russian quarterbacks have had fine days against them, too. Uh, Lamar and Josh Allen roughed them up on the ground over a few games last year. Even Stubeard ran one in. Mm. Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf both get B grades. Both had eight targets last week. Both top 90 yards. And normally... Um, Metcalf had 60% of the team's air yards. Normally that would bump him up, but he gets Stephen Gilmore on the outside while Tyler Lockett hangs in the slot. Greg Olson and the tight ends are on the bench. Four targets, two targets, one target oh, between yeah. them. It's a mess. That doesn't surprise me about Stu Beard. I mean, Allen, Lamar, Newton, Russ, Fitz. Pure <laughs> he, he did lead his team in rushing last year. Yes, he did. <laughs> uh, let's go to our final matchup that we'll find of all of them on the slate. <laughs> of it, all of them, uh, yes. Uh, Kansas City taking on the Sandy former team, formerly from San Diego. <laughs> Butchering names today. I know it's been bad. Actually, that's my fault. I put, I put San Diego on the sheet. Yeah. Just say Josh Kelly's Chargers. You, you did. You put San Diego. On I the did. Sheet. That was uh, me. That is yep. why this is on my sheet Blame right me. now. The Southern California Thank you for Chargers. The heat on this, uh, Kansas City's Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey are all obvious A's, and I'm not going to spend much time on it here, um, except to say that. Tyreek Hill worries me the most out of this group only because the cornerbacks of the Chargers are all stone-cold elite. And you know, But still, it's Tyreek Hill, and you're going to start him anyway, and I've still got an A grade on him. Uh, the only other member of the passing game that merits discussion is Sammy Watkins, who, of course, went off in the opener, just like <laughs> last course. year. And I don't think he's going to go the whole season without scoring again, but I'm not starting him here either because, again, Chargers cornerbacks are really, really good, and he combined for three catches and 34 yards total in the two games against the Chargers a season ago. That's it. My man love for Clyde Edwards-Alaire is unabated. He is a rock-solid A grade. My favorite chief of the week, I like him more than anybody in the passing game. He averaged 7.5 yards per carry on runs that weren't Inside the five yard line, yeah. you saw the inside the five yard line. <laughs> Those got blown up. They got all got blown up at the line of scrimmage. And you yeah. had nowhere to go. The rest of the field, seven and a half yards per carry in the opener. Only Peyton Barber had more red zone carries during the opening week than Clyde Edwards Alaire. In addition, uh, they added uh, the Chargers added Linval Joseph in the off season. He's a run stuffer, and he did hold uh, Joe Mixon in check last week, but it's a whole different story to try to do it against the Chiefs. Solid A grade for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Let's go to the Chargers side, where Austin Eckler gets a B grade. I am troubled by Eckler for all the reasons we described earlier in the show. Um, Last year against Kansas City, he posted a combined 14 carries for 70 yards and 17 catches for 151. I would take those air yards again here, but Tyrod Taylor barely threw to him at all last week, and and historically he doesn't throw to his running backs. The Chiefs haven't allowed a back to top 75 rushing yards in their last five games, including the playoffs going back to last year. Then we should talk about Josh Kelly. He got three of the four carries inside the 10-yard line, including the five-yard score last week. He's startable here with a C grade. Uh, Kansas City's allowed just two touchdowns to backs in their last seven games, so I don't love him in this one, but I think he is startable with a C grade. As for the passing game, Tyrod Taylor looked very unimpressive to me, um, and, but I still think you can start Hunter Henry, who is my favorite of his receivers. The Chiefs conceded the third most receptions and fifth most yards to opposing tight ends last week and, or last year, and Jordan Aiken scored against him last week. So I like Hunter Henry here. Who don't I like? Keenan Allen. Yes, he has scored in his last three full games against the Chiefs. 
but he runs from the slot more than half the time, and that puts him up against Honey Badger. Tyron Matthew, and that is a brutal matchup, and I don't like that for Keenan Allen. Uh, Mike Williams was way more involved in the passing game than I expected last week with mm-hmm. the uh, injuries that he had, and I thought he looked very good with some acrobatic catches, but it's a very tough matchup against a good secondary. C grade for him, they're going to have to pass a lot yeah. in that game. Uh, if you missed any part of the show, check out the podcast, whether you're listening over the air or if you are listening to this podcast, you could go back and I guess rewind the podcast. We encourage you to check that out and please subscribe, rate and review Fantasy Football Weekly. We would love that if you would be so kind. And if you want to get involved in the hottest, freshest new format in fantasy sports, go to guillotineleagues.com. You can join one of our leagues there. You can also get all my player ratings available for free for week number two. Thanks for listening, everybody. We'll be back next week for more Fantasy Football Weekly. Fantasy Football Weekly is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. Busy weekends are a breeze with American Express Platinum Card. 8 a.m., wait to board plane in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> Much better. 2 p.m., grab seats for the game. Come on, pick and roll! 6 p.m., book an exclusive reservation with Resi Global Dining Access. Right this way. Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to the Centurion Lounge, must-see live events, and exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Introducing the Lisa Chill Collection, your answer to hot nights. These mattresses beat the heat with ultra-cool covers, whisking away heat for the perfect sleep temperature. Save up to $460 on chill mattresses and get two free pillows when you shop now. iHeart listeners can save an extra $50 off by visiting lisa.com forward slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. This is Holly Fry from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV, like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander. With seating for up to eight passengers and available panoramic moonroof, you can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with the whole family. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota. Let's go places.